1: In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with
2: your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I am your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, and I am super pleased to have you here this morning. I hope you're having a fantastic Saturday morning, and I really appreciate you spending the next 30 minutes with me. You know, all too often, I get too many emails and questions with regards to our dollars And with regards to how we invest our money, and we're so enamored with the type of investment that we should be investing in without looking at the mechanics of money. And so today I want to discuss a topic that I know all of you know about, but all too often you do not think too much of it, and that's the topic of inflation. Now, I want to remind all of you as listeners that our episodes from Saturday to Saturday are powered by the Retirement Income Store. If you haven't gone to the Retirement Income Store, I really encourage you to go there, retirementincomestore.com. There is just a plethora of information that is so valuable and helpful, and every single one of the individuals that I suggest go there, they really walk away with a greater sense of certainty and a greater sense of education, understanding, The topic of investing for income more so than when they went. And obviously, that means that there's been a lot of thought, a lot of experience put behind the words and the articles and the reports that are on the retirement income store website. So let's get started. I want to try to be able to explain to you why inflation is so very real and why you should care about it and why you should be prepared for it. Now, There's no question in anyone's mind that the cost of living has gone up. There's been very few things that have actually come down in price. But if I have time, my goal for today, and it's a pretty big audacious goal, is to be able to cover four things. Number one, what has inflation been over the course of history? Number two, what is the real rate of inflation? Why is there a difference? And then number four, what are some things that you can do to protect yourself I'm not going to give you a problem without also trying to tie to that problem a plausible solution that's going to be something that you can actually implement into your life as a person who's preparing for retirement. So why is inflation so important to us? Well, because number one, if we have enough time, the time and the inflation is going to eat up the value of our money. You see inflation is something that is continually chipping away at the value of our money. It's chipping away at the buying power of our money. Just for instance, you know, if we think about the the average couple today, average couple being age 65. If you know statistics, you now realize that if you're age 65, you're married, there is a 50% chance of you living to the age of 92. I mean, I had to dust some of these facts off and go back and research them to make certain that I was accurate because it's been a while since I've talked about life expectancy, but even I was still kind of overwhelmed and shocked by that fact. So you see where individuals never really plan to live 20, 25, 30 years in retirement, now they need to be planning to live that long. And if you're one of the individuals that was planning on retiring early, let's say 59 and a half, let's say age 60, well, obviously that tax on an extra potentially four or five years of retirement that maybe you didn't expect you were going to be living. And as long as you're alive in retirement, does that not mean that you're going to need the use of your money? Your money's going to need to be around. I want you to just think about it. I have a very dear friend of mine. He is kind of a bean counter. He was an actuary. He's a CFA, Charter Financial Analyst. He is definitely a numbers guy, way more so than myself. And this dude used to walk around with a wallet that had little facts in it that he liked to write down, little statistics, because this was the thing that really kind of gave him a charge. And he was telling me that in 1983, when he graduated, the average male collected only 13 Social Security checks. I want you to think about that for just a minute. 13 Social Security checks, not 13 years, but 13 monthly Social Security checks. To me, that's staggering and it's sad. It's staggering because I guess I didn't realize back in 1983 that the average male, when he retired and when he began drawing Social Security, was not going to have that long of a duration of receiving benefits from the system. But number two, it's very sad because it meant that he didn't have much of a retirement. If you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Think about the cost of a postage stamp. In 1980, a postage stamp cost 15 cents. Now, I run a successful business. The amount of postage that I have to pay for out of my two different offices in Humboldt and Clear Lake is staggering. Today, the same postage stamp is not 15 cents. It is 55 cents. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a 266% increase. In cost. Let that sink in for just a moment. I have a good friend of mine that was telling me about his mother. She is now residing in a nursing home and I hadn't spoken to him for a very long time. And he was kind of giving me an update to his family when we were chatting over the phone. And I asked him how his mother was. His mother is now 95 and his mother unfortunately has not lived and outlived her money once. She has outlived her money twice. Now, just imagine, this woman had saved for retirement. She had lost her husband, and she only had so many dollars that they had saved up, and she comes to retirement, and she retires, and through the cost of living going up for her, she ends up using up all of the cash assets, all of the investments that her and her husband had worked so hard to save. And not only that, but when she came to the end of the rope, she was still healthy enough where she ended up then taking and doing a reverse mortgage. Now, reverse mortgages are something that are somewhat very specific. It's not something for everyone, certainly, but for her, it seemed as though it was a good deal because she still had equity in her home. She didn't have any cash outside of that, and she thought, well, I don't have anybody that I need to take care of, and so she pursued a reverse mortgage. And A reverse mortgage basically gave her a second shot of having income or having money to live off from. But unfortunately, she's still alive at the age of 95. Not only did she go through her personal assets, she then went through all of the capital that she raised through the reverse mortgage. And now, unfortunately, she is on Medicaid. The state is now paying for her long-term care. You see, unfortunately, though you may not really want to think of it, you have to prepare for the fact that with the cost of living, with inflation, increasing nearly every single year you might need two to three times the income that you thought you needed. Just for instance in 1965 a Ford Mustang cost $2,500 new. Fast forward 10 years to 1975 and the same Ford Mustang now costs you $9,400. That is a 261% increase. So when we Google today the number one concerns that people in their mid-60s have, I used to say that the number one fear was the fear of running out of money. That has now come to number two. The number one fear is the cost of health care. The number two fear is running out of money. And you see what exacerbates number two is number one, the cost of food going up, the cost of health care going up. Thinking about just the long-term care services industry, even though that industry is certainly in so many of our small communities and they're providing a valuable service, the cost of long-term care has skyrocketed. It is inflated at a much faster pace than the average cost of living, which brings me to what does the government say that the cost of inflation is to us each and every year. Well, it's going to change from year to year, but on average, they're saying that right now inflation is between two and a half to three percent. I was visiting with my uncle who was basically remembering his experience when he went to the Hoover Dam so many years ago. And when he was going through the Hoover Dam, he took what he liked to refer to as the dam tour to him, that was a funny joke, although I don't know that the tour guide probably was uh, too humored by that, but whatever the case may be. And so he goes on this tour and he remembers that when it came to this huge project funded by the U.S. government, that there was only, say, 90 men, I believe it was, 90 or 95 men that actually died on the dam and the construction of it. However, the reality was that there had been over 300 men that had died during the construction of the Hoover Dam. And why did the government, quote-unquote, fudge the numbers? Well, they made these very strict rules that you had to specifically die on the dam. Otherwise, you couldn't be counted as dying as a result of the building project. So if you fell off the dam and you clocked your skull at the bottom of the dam, And they took you to the hospital and then you died. Well, you didn't die on the dam. So you weren't part of the statistic. Why? Because they needed to keep morale up. They needed to make certain that they could finish the project. You see, inflation in our country today is being counted and tracked by something called the consumer price index. And the consumer price index is something that used to track a basket of goods from year to year to year. But then politicians got involved with the consumer price index and politicians said, well, let's take and let's give some provision where we can replace. We can take and basically make a switch of, in other words, we can substitute. Now, let me just give you a simple analogy. Let's say you went into a steakhouse and you ordered, say, a top sirloin or a ribeye. And when this waiter came to deliver your meal, It was ground round and you argue with the waiter that that's not what you ordered. And he says, listen, it's still beef and it's still on your plate. It's still been grilled. It's still been given all the seasonings. It's the same thing. You would never stand for that. I would never stand for that because the reality is it's not the same thing. But if we think about how the government keeps its numbers low And it says, well, the rate of inflation is only about two and a half to three percent. Well, let me ask you, if they're allowed to substitute less expensive items for the same item that's supposed to be tracked, that's then going to allow them to be able to keep Social Security pay raises or cost of living adjustments low, isn't it? Do you see the difference? I encourage you stick around because you're going to want to hear the conclusion of this matter. I'm going to give you some things that I know you can implement in your own life, techniques, and maybe a little bit of myth busting that's going to hopefully help stimulate your way of thinking when it comes to your money and the state of inflation in today's country. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www johnson j-o-h-n-s-o-n w-i-m stands for wealth income management.com and post your question to us reach out to us let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss on each episode every saturday morning stick with us we'll be right back
1: you're listening to the capitalized life and retirement program with matthew johnson powered by the retirement income store
0: After a certain age, you shouldn't be overexposed to stock market risk, yet you might still be trying to squeeze every last drop out of today's market. And although fixed income investment can offer less risk than stocks, it doesn't mean you have to sacrifice return. In fact, recently some fixed income investments have actually outperformed stocks But yet, you're still waiting to act. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local Retirement Income Specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837.
1: The Retirement Income Store where retirees go for income.
0: You receive advice from your financial advisor, you have your tax prepared by your accountant or CPA, and you have your will and estate plan done by the attorney. When was the last time these three key consultants got together to discuss your overall financial game plan? You know, you took all the right steps, yet the trap has been set. You're basically working with the three blind mice. Three Blind Mice from Scott McLean. Now available at threeblindmicebook.com. Or for a free copy, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837.
1: Time now for more of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income
2: Store. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. So happy to have you here this morning. And if you're just joining us, I really want to say welcome. Today, we're studying the topic of inflation. The topic that so many investors really don't take enough time to really truly consider when it comes to your money and what your money is doing. And we covered a lot of statistics already talking about how the average 65-year-old couple today, if they don't have any major health problems, they need to be planning for up to 30 years of retirement because the average life expectancy, a 50% chance is that you're going to live to age 92. we looked at how back in 1983 the average male only collected 13 social security checks 13 months worth of social security checks we covered the postage stamp in 1980 it was 15 cents today it's worth 55 cents and then talking about just the cost of goods and services You know, automobiles, looking at, say, pickup trucks. I live on a farm and I need a pickup truck. So it's one of my daily drivers. And I remember looking at some new pickup trucks this year, not necessarily needing a new one, just looking at the price tag. And I was absolutely astounded when I saw pickup trucks were costing $65,000. And I'm thinking, holy smokes. I think I paid 60 grand for my entire acreage when I bought it back in 2000. this is crazy so we all know that the cost of goods and services are going up but we tend to get these mixed signals don't we because the US government tells us well inflation's only two and a half to three percent and yet we know better when we go to the grocery store or we go in and we pay our utility bill, or we take and look at our health insurance premiums that we're paying. And God forbid, if you're on COBRA today, where maybe you've retired early and you're not to age 65 yet, and you're looking at the cost of health insurance, and you're saying, I never realized that that's what my employer was paying for the premium. And now I got to pay my share plus theirs. Everything seems to be going up. And you see, to make this even more of a challenge for us is the fact that with the cost of living going up, we also have our life expectancy going up as well. And we have to be able to plan for 20, 25, 30 years of retirement, and we've got to be able to do it wisely. So let's do a little bit of myth busting before we go back and we understand really why we need to be so selective when it comes to our money. You know, the government does not want to necessarily give us the real numbers. And I don't know that that's necessarily, you know, being coy. It's just, it is what it is. They're adapting to a system that allows them to be able to substitute goods and services in the way that they track inflation. So it doesn't look quite as bad. And that helps alleviate a little bit of the strain from government interest rates. And it allows them to alleviate a little bit of strain from the social security system and so on and so forth. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value and we'll email them to you or we'll throw them in the mail to you if you prefer. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's eight six six two nine zero three eight three seven. But getting back to this rate of inflation, you see, the rate of inflation has always been there. It's always been a part of our lives. And we think, well, you know, gosh, I've always heard that I need to be in the stock market because it's a good inflation hedge. Well, you know, over the course of history, there has never been a time where the stock market always went up. The stock market goes up, and then the stock market goes down, and then the stock market goes back up, and it repeats the pattern time and time and time again. And when we're in periods of long, secular bear market behavior where the market is volatile, there is going to be those periods of time in which the market loses and the market recovers. And you see, the problem is that when the market declines and the market is waiting for that recovery, While the market is declining and while we're waiting for the recovery of the market, we are still costing ourselves more and more with the goods and the services that we purchase. Let me give you an example. Let's say that we look at the stock market from 2007 to 2013. From 2007 to 2009, at the bottom of the 2009 or 2008 Great Recession, as so many people would call it, the stock market lost over 60%. And then, over the course of the next two and a half years, we waited as the stock market came back to 2013 to break even again. The 2007 to 2013, you're talking five to six years there. And let me ask you, If you were invested in the market fully because that was your inflation hedge, how good was zero as an inflation hedge? So even though the argument of having your money in the stock market because it's a good inflation hedge sounds good, in reality, it's not the perfect magic pill. It's not the perfect investment to conquer against inflation. What's another one that we've heard? Well, I would say that another one that we've heard is gold and precious metals in general. And there is some plausibility to this, other than the fact that you've got to keep in mind that it's not as true today as it was when we were on the gold standard. Now, there is still, I would say, a propensity for most of American investors to believe that gold and silver is a good inflation hedge. And as a result of that, When we see the printing of money, like what is happening right now with the U.S. Federal Reserve and the printing of money, there is a bunch of hype. There is a bunch of individuals that are going out and they're suggesting you need to buy gold, you need to buy silver because it's a great inflation hedge. But the problem is people buy it, but then they never sell it. And if you buy it, but then you never sell it, What is happening with the existing money that you have in the bank? What's happening with the existing brokerage account that you have, your stocks, your index funds, your mutual funds in? Do you get the point? Because unless you sell it, you never realize any tangible gain. And while you're holding the precious metal, which is not producing any interest or dividend income, you are cannibalizing the rest of your money. Does that make sense? So we have to be very, very careful about the stories that we believe, and we need to apply logic to this. So when it comes to our money, we know that inflation is there. We know that there is a very different rate of inflation from what we're being told to what is actually happening. We can even see this within the real estate market. Today, with interest rates being as low as they are, that means that the Rate of inflation happening within the real estate market is tremendous because there is more dollars floating in the open market today and interest rates are as low as they are. Real estate is inflating in price. And I honestly believe that right now we're not going to see a ton of inflation per se taking place through the rest of 2020 and maybe even into 2021 towards the middle of 2021, I was listening to an episode on the Income Generation Show with David Scranton, and he was interviewing Arthur Hogan. And he was suggesting that he knows that if the Federal Reserve adjusts interest rates and we get back to something even remotely normal, that there is definitely, definitely going to be an adjustment in a rate of inflation in this country. So what can you do today that can help you with the rate of inflation? Let's say that real inflation is at three, three and a half percent. It's not at two and a half to three. And we could even take it up to four if we wanted to. Well, this is where the universe of investing in income producing investments can be a wonderful tool to have in your toolbox. What do I mean by that? Well, people used to say I own stocks and I own bonds. And they didn't expect the stocks to go up in value every single year. They had no false mindset of that nature. But they owned the stocks for the growth concept. And if the environment was such that it allowed the stocks to go up, wonderful. If they needed money, they could go ahead and sell the stocks and they could realize the actual gain. But in the interim of time, they didn't put all of their money in one thing. They balanced that by putting money in fixed income producing assets, things like bonds and bond-like instruments, things that produced a steady stream of interest and dividend. And let's say that those things today are producing on average 5%. And let's say that inflation is 3 Well, what does that mean? It means that your money is Receiving and earning and generating more than the rate of inflation. What will the savvy investor do that's invested in fixed income? They're going to take the excess and they're going to reinvest it back into more income producing assets. Think about it. You see, bonds start their life at a thousand dollars and they end their life at a thousand dollars. And during the lifetime of owning the bond, the bond is going to, subject to default, continue to pay the four, four and a half, five, five and a half percent rate of interest to you. But here's where you get technical and you get kind of strategic. You see, if you have someone that knows fixed income investing, And you're very careful to invest in good quality bonds, getting a good quality rate of income and interest that is paid to you, but you're also paying attention to what you buy the bond for. If you can buy the bonds at a discount, meaning less than $1,000, even as those bonds mature, you're going to be getting back a thousand dollars. So let me give you an example. Let's say that you bought that bond for 900, but it matures someday down the road at a thousand. Now you've got a built in 11% capital gain. Do you see? And so when it comes to investing your money and paying attention to inflation, as I encourage all of you to do, I cannot emphasize enough. Having your money well diversified, having it in real estate, having it in cash, having it in stocks if you feel comfortable with the market, having it in precious metals, but also making certain that you've got a portion of your money sitting in investments that are going to generate that consistent steady stream of interest and dividends that can be used to help you as the cost of living goes up to produce income for you when you need it the most when you're on the distribution phase of your life can be a lifesaver. Well, unfortunately we're out of time today, but I really encourage you get educated on investing for income. And if there is any conceivable way that you would like my help, I encourage you to reach out to me. I will take some time out of my day to help you understand a little more about how fixed income investing can be the missing tool in your toolbox. Do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. And remember, it's up to you to make it a great day. That's all
1: the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837.